0: It's time we take religion down off the mantle, set it apart from its trinkets of ceremonies and traditions, and bring its sword of the Lord into our battle with this world's suffering. It's time to remember Jesus' words, In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings with global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life. We're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope. Folks, this has got to come to mean something again. Something more than sermons and offerings and three hymns. You have been called to live in a revelation relationship with the glory of God, whereby all the demons that have ever attacked your mind and body with misery begin to see your victory through Christ. One moment... Of Revelation life can do more for the downcast one than a lifetime of therapy and medication and money could ever do. Paul says, Whatever you can think of to help you, whatever you could dream of asking for to relieve your pain, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above it all according to the power that is at work in you. In you. This one thing has been the center of my ministry, to be strengthened with power in the inner man, to live in our hope and in Christ's life and glory, which is our purpose on earth. It's like I have discovered Christ all over again, but with none of the religion of man. It's to live the genuine life of Christ in the Spirit by faith alone so that His love and fullness may come to overflow. Through us. Paul says, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. Paul was suffering greatly for the message that he delivered to the churches from his most miserable prison cell. He, as I, would know what it's like to take each step with the very real possibility. That in the next minutes of his life he could be walking in heaven. He was, as they say today, very conscious of his mortality. I'm sitting in my den's easy chair with my feet up, the sun streaming through the blinds and washing my face with dancing beams of light. The instrumental is playing, Nearer, my God, to Thee. I am at peace. As I too contemplate this very moment, finding me leaving this world and being found with my computer open to this note in my Bible study software, I sense heaven's fragrance. Oh, by this I'm not saying I'm dying today. I'm saying heaven is that near. This tribulation Paul was going through was the Ephesians glory, he says. Don't faint because I'm suffering, he tells them. Don't fall away in fear or despair because of the way a dedicated follower of Jesus is being treated. Don't live in sorrow and temptation to quit because of the afflictions and difficulties I'm facing. I know they send a message that you too will probably suffer if you embrace faith in Christ. But know this, he says, my suffering Is your glory. How could that be? Paul is taking the misery of a stinking sewer hole near the Roman Colosseum and turning it into a portal for the glory of God. He's taking Satan's worst and making it our best the glory given us. How? It's the context. He's living in revelation knowledge. He's living in the reality and absolute truth that has been communicated to him that is far beyond any material indications of his surroundings. He's finding eternal glory and purpose, where no eye, nor ear, nor touch could find anything but terrible misery. Paul is walking by a vehicle of discovery observation that transcends human capability to know reality. He's seeing the glory of God in the Spirit by his faith vision. It's called the Spirit of Revelation. This he wants the Ephesians to know as well, and God wants you to know it as well. It's the secret of triumph, the mystery of the power of the risen Christ in us. It's the intimate knowledge of the riches of Christ that cannot be dispelled by anything this earth can bring upon us. It's being filled with the fullness of God when all earthly indications are saying your life is miserably coming to a slow death. My tribulation is your glory. Don't despair and give up. I'm here to tell you that in the worst that has ever come upon me, I have unsearchable victory in my soul. This was the message of the spirit of revelation given to Paul and to each one of us through Paul's Mamertine prison experience. Your labor is not going to be in vain. Now listen. This does not mean that if you reach thousands and the multitudes sing your praises for all the miracles you have done, you can therefore have this power. It does not infer that you must have sung in the choir given hundreds of thousands of dollars in witness to everything that moves, that God would grant you the hope of glory in your present suffering. What you have done by faith, any faith, has afforded you the same hope of glory in the middle of your gray days of suffering. Again, this is your glory. This is your calling. You've been destined by heaven to gain knowledge that is beyond human discovery, imagination, or ability to know the glory of the presence of God when the walls around you have closed in on you. Paul would thus say, I'm suffering a loss, but it's not a loss that matters. I have a treasure in my inner man that is shining brighter than any darkness could ever snuff out. You have been called to a relationship with revelation realities. And this word revelation means taking the lid off, especially of the things that Satan and this world have tried to hide from you. The knowledge of the very one who created all things, Jesus Christ, is available to you directly. It is a peace that passes understanding. It is a power beyond anything that eyes or ears could ever communicate. It is intimate communion with God, that you may not only know this victory, but that you might display it to the principalities and powers of heavenly places. Through you, the darkness of every demonic entity will know that they have lost you to the glory of God. Did you know that your life purpose is to encounter God's glory as the Lord over all that exists and to be a witness to that to others? That's part of Isaiah's message to Israel thousands of years ago, and it hasn't changed to this day. This is what Paul is praying for you and I to have. Don't faint at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. This is saying to them, you can have the same power that is in me, to overcome anything this world throws at you. Listen, I know what it's like to have to crawl under a trailer and fix a sewer line that was broken loose and covered the ground in refuse. I know what it's like to have it dripping from my armpit, literally. Well, this is what Paul was living in as his prison under the street in Rome. So tell me again how hard your life is. For Paul... He would live here for a couple of years and then die here. This was his hospice, yet it was here he would write, We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This was the power of his revelation knowledge. This was and is the power of God that has been made available to you to overcome your present and your future struggles. This is an example of the glory given to you that will work for you. It's the martyr, Stephen, who, when he was being stoned to death, looked up and saw the glory of God. It's the father of Israel's twelve tribes, Jacob, being exiled and looking up and seeing angels ascending and descending on a ladder to heaven. Paul prays, Comprehend this. Receive this. Let this be your life. You can have the same revelation knowledge that Paul had when he was suffering in a miserable prison hole that gave him the ability to both live and write this, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. All this supernatural strength in the inner man was the prerequisite to being able to live the life to obey God, to embrace the character of Christ. Religion teaches men to live by the fruit of the Spirit, by their own power. The gospel reveals to us the power of Christ in the inner man, that it would be God's power giving us the strength to endure, to be patient, and to love all men and God with all our hearts. Revelation knowledge of the glory of God has been at the heart of my personal life and public ministry for the last three years. It's a ministry of faith that will be born in the fire of conviction of sin, of cultivating an honest and humble heart, and of seeking God like a drowning man seeks for a breath of air. To that one, he will come and show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is fully dedicated to him. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand*, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. You have been called to live in a revelation relationship with the glory of God, whereby all the demons that have ever attacked your mind and body with misery begin to see your victory through Christ. One moment of revelation life can do more for the downcast one than a lifetime of therapy and medication and money would ever do.